Welcome to Fire Football Radio. I'm your host, Matt McGrath, alongside Luigi Coppola and Zach Schmola. This is the 10th episode of the Fire Football Radio Show, as we are now eight weeks into the NFL season coming up on Week 9 in 2021. And as a reminder, we will be live from the store studio every Wednesday night on WHUS Stores 91.7 from 6 to 7. Bring you latest news, rumors, and more about America's game and the league we all know and love, the NFL. But Week 8 is over and gone. Looking at the NFL spectrum, there are no longer any undefeated teams. The Cardinals lost on Thursday Night Football last week to the Green Bay Packers, 24-21. And Detroit is still winless at 0-8. Zach and Luigi, what's going on, baby? Oh, we're doing good, Matt. What's up? Not much, my man. Having a great day, Matthew. It's good to be here with you guys. I love talking football. So do I. And Eric, my friend over there in the corner, how are you? Ah, I can't complain, Matt. We're in the studio feeling good. Feeling good. We did not have a UConn loss last week because they didn't play. Yeah. Always good. And they're not playing this week either. Yup. So two-week bye. Yeah, two-week bye going into Clemson. All right. Should got be, this. Should be we more prepared. This. We have faith. We will beat Clemson. We will beat Clemson. In South it. Carolina. In yes. South Carolina. <laughs> Maybe cover. Maybe cover. Uh, has an initial spread has not come out for that game no, yet, right? I haven't seen it yet. Not quite, no. no. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens down there in uh, Columbus. But as a reminder, the call number is 860-486-9487. That's 860-486-9487. If you're interested in calling in, please do. And then we do have a Twitter and an Instagram. They're both at Fire Radio. That's P-H-I-R-E Radio. So please give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube as well if you'd like to as well. And then we'll just get into some injuries real quick to start off. Michael Thomas, a.k.a. Slant Boy, is done for the year for the Saints. Has an ankle injury. He hasn't stepped on the field once this year. So he had the initial ankle injury at the beginning of the season about two weeks before the end of the preseason. And then apparently he has injured his ankle in a separate way and possibly even a separate ankle. We haven't gotten too much of an in-depth look into it, but no Slant Boy this year. No Slant Boy. Are we, are we upset? No. <laughs> yes, I, I'll I'll be honest. No, yes, I like I would have liked to see him. He's one of the better receivers in the NFL by far. Yeah, it's crazy what the trajectory has been since that what 145 catch year, yep. and then now he he hasn't even stepped on the field this year. And then they had issues with his either the surgery or whatever it was for the three months prior to the season. Um, so interesting things there with him. He's still on contract, I believe. Yes, I don't know how for how much longer, but he got an extension after his rookie deal came came to an expiration. Okay. Yeah, so he is done for the year, has not stepped on the field, as we've said, but moving on, Dak Prescott, quarterback for the Cowboys, should be ready this week against the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I haven't made my pick yet for that game. Oh. I'm still waiting. You're not confident. Think about it. No, I'm not that good. Well, how could Ill, I? Be? Ill, you should not be confident. Ill, Ill confidence. You should no have confidence. very little what, confidence. What am I supposed to have confidence in? <laughs> Absolutely not. Trevor Simeon. Our Lord and Savior Stephen A. Smith is calling the Dallas Trevor Cowboys Simeon. the team to beat no, in the NFC. I'm thinking of Trevor Simeon. He played for someone this the week, Saints. right? He played Saints. for the Saints, the Saints this week, this week. which okay. we, you were about to roll into. And, and uh, he was on the Broncos at some point yeah, what a, a couple mistake. years ago. 
But, um, yeah, he should be good. Cooper Rush played really well this week. Uh, his main target was C.D. Lamb, went off the two of them. Um, but it's good that you have somebody behind him that can play if Dak can't. Uh, but moving on into the Seahawks, Russell Wilson says, no more pin, time to win. Should be ready. Next well, week, I think. Should I don't, be ready. I don't they, think he'll be ready this week. But. No, he, he won't be playing this week, and neither will the Seahawks. So. Oh, they're on by this week? They are on by this okay, week. Okay, all right. So he'll have, he'll have time to rest up. St. James Winston, quarterback, unfortunately done for the year, torn ACL. Trevor Simeon stepped in and played for them, as well as getting a win over the Bucks. Uh, very surprising. Very, very surprising. Very, very efficient performance from Simeon. Way to step in and be game manager, game manager, and even Drew Brees was saying on the air, he was like, Trevor Simeon, he's got this under control, man. I always liked him as the Broncos here and there. He knew how to manage the game is when you really put him under pressure and let him take the team on his own that he struggled. So yeah. there's a few gettable games the rest of the season for the Saints. We'll see what he can do. All right, but before we continue the injuries, we do have our first caller on the line. Caller number one, what's your name? Where are you from? Hello, boys. This is Vince from Stores. <laughs> Hello, Vince. Vince from Stores. Long, Long time, time no see, see yeah. Vince. I know. I was I was just in there, and I came out here, and I'm doing some homework, and something's been itching me, and I um, kind of wanted to call and talk about it. It's not Cowboys related at all. Oh. All right, Vince, um, what you got? Yes. So this is some good food for thought, and I guess the question is pretty open-ended. And I'm just wondering if you guys agree with my statement and my opinion that um, Justin Herbert is just a glorified Baker Mayfield. Ooh. No, I disagree. I'll tell you immediately. I disagree. Um, well, I just you guys can expand. Then I'll then I'll well, counter. Yeah. Do you mind if I ask you here first? on the Vinny? You're talking to three guys who love Justin Herbert coming <laughs> yeah. out of, coming out of I, Oregon. I Our show was I, very I, adamant about his success. The so. Dolphins should have taken him. Zach was first to answer. I'll let him go. I do want to ask you what you think the similarities between the two of them are. Uh, I was looking at like a. a a stack cast between them, and honestly, also looking at Herbert's last two games, I know he's still young, but just kind of comparing the both their stats this year are mm-hmm. very similar. Virtually the same. At the same yeah. time, yeah. At the same time, Baker's getting like all this hate about how he's like leaving Old Dell wide open. When at the same time, like everyone's talking about how good Herbert is, I feel like he doesn't get discredited enough. If that makes any sense? Mm, does it? Does make sense? It definitely does. Um. Herbert's had a rough go of it the last two weeks, clearly, and we're seeing that affected in his stats. But I still think that Herbert's got a whole lot better of an arsenal going on than Baker does. Baker's also. Vince! Where did you go? He he left. But we'll continue. No, we can continue talking. But that was shocking. I didn't think he was going to hang up. So Baker's Baker's got (laughs) a big problem in the fact that his offense around him has kind of crumbled. He's had a plethora of injuries going on around him, and he's been playing through injury, and it's been hard for him this year. Um, But I I don't know about a glorified Baker Mayfield. I think Herbert's still got that arm that Mm -hmm. that is just absolutely talented, and in a couple different ways. So. That's kind of what I was thinking. Even if the stats are the same and the production might be the same, I do think uh, Justin Herbert has a better skill set than Baker Mayfield. And don't yes. get me wrong. Well, you know what? I think there's a lot of Physically, plays Baker yeah. Mayfield may... can pl- make. Yeah. But I got to ha- give credit where credit's due. I might have to rescind a lot of that just because the fact that, like, now that I'm thinking about it, Baker has recorded, like, two of the top five longest air yard passes. Mm hmm. This year and in in past history, like recent history, 
So uh, you know, maybe I shouldn't be discrediting Baker's arm. Maybe it's maybe it's a lot well, better than we think. Yeah, it's nothing against him. I just personally his like arm has Justin always been better. great. His yeah. his arm's always been great, but I think like moving forward in the future, if you had the choice to take. Baker or Herbert with that first overall pick, I think looking back on it, you'd probably want Herbert just because of the prototype body that he has. Yeah. Six five, six six, like, you know, two thirty five plus and a rocket of an arm. And he can move. Yeah. And I think I, I honestly think if if Herbert was in the Browns offense, I think they'd be playing a lot mm-hmm. better than they are with Baker. You're, you see it with the Odell stuff, like that Odell stuff on footage. He's wide open and in, in not even like crazy plays deep downfield. And there were a couple, but it's like zone reads where they're just, like the defense is just playing off and he stops. And, you know, that's an easy, easy curl or slant that he can just grab and he stops in. And it, in the video, it looks like Baker's just looking at him, doesn't throw it to him. Mm. And it's you know confusing. what? That could be contributed not only to maybe Baker making some mistakes, but. There's a great possibility, because we know this with Odell Beckham, that maybe in the locker room Odell's not that guy that Baker even wants to target. He doesn't want him to get touches. And I get it. It is a team sport at the end of the day. It's about winning. But, like, depends on what he's doing in that locker room. Well, did you hear what he, he like, posted and then deleted it, like, really quickly? He said uh, Odell. He posted on his Instagram story, and he said that maybe this stuff, or maybe this idea with Baker really isn't going to work out. Hmm. See? Oh. And then he was excused from practice today, too. Yeah, he was excused. And then to just roll right into that, I mean, today Stefanski, Kevin Stefanski, the head coach of the uh, Browns, came out and told the staff and the team that Odell is essentially right now not a part of the organization. Um, I mean, we could, we could roll into that and talk about that, but we have some injuries to get yeah, to. Yeah, we have more injuries to get to, but just finishing off on Vince's point, uh, Herbert has 200 more yards than Baker does. Baker is six touchdowns, three interceptions. You know what Herbert is? 16 touchdowns, six interceptions. So wow. I don't think it's comparable in any way. I understand the question because they both in the last couple weeks have not been playing well, but Baker hasn't really been playing that well the entire year, yeah. and Herbert played very well at the beginning. So I understand the question, but we'll move on. Uh, next injury, Minnesota's. Outside pass rusher Daniel Hunter, torn pectoral, is out for the year at six sacks and 23 tackles. Huge loss for them on the defensive huge, side of the ball. Yeah, that's huge, enormous. huge, huge loss. For a team that's competing for that six or seven spot to lose your premier pass rusher and really the anchor of that defense is yeah. enormous. Yeah, he's he's been great. And like year after year after year, it's like similar, not similar to Khalil Mack like we talked about last week, but in the same same area. He's always, he's always in that sack conversation. He's always mm-hmm. that guy that's disrupting the plays. Yeah, exactly. And but, then... Oh, go ahead. Chin up, Vikings fans. He's still young. You got him for a lot of years. Yeah, he is still young. He is. And our final injury of the day before we get into uh, just a couple signings and such, Trayvon Diggs, cornerback for the Cowboys, has a sprained ankle. Not sure if he's going to play this week. Um, mm, I, I don't think. I don't know if he played on Monday, did he? Or he did. Sunday? He, he did. did play on Sunday? He did. I would All prefer right. if he did not play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let's take the bias right. out of it, sir. Mm. All right, but we do have another call- caller on the line. Caller number two, what's your name? Where are you from? Hi, this is uh, Scott the Zamboni driver from D11. Scott. <laughs> We're moving into the winter, Scott. Well, yeah, because, well, Gordy also plays, like, in this beer league of hockey. And oh. uh, guess what, Zach? You know, when Gordy plays hockey, guess what? He plays offense and defense. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, two, I worked two days on that one. So I, wa- I wanted to play into your injury report. Um, 
Luigi, you ever hear of a guy called Derrick Henry? <laughs> oh, Scott! I'm, I'm calling you out from last week. You know what? As you should. It, but at the same time, injuries are unpredictable. But you know what, Scott? I will give you your glory on that one. Because if I do the math, the second-place guy from Indy has 649 over eight games. When I break out my magic abacus, carry yep. the bead, that comes out to 1,379. If we, go back to the, if we go back to the look it up section, I think I was at 1,354. Yes, you were, Scott. You're towing the line now, Scott. Uh, oh, and I got the MVP sitting pretty right now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you know. should do the show. Yeah, I don't know. you got to come up to stars well, sometime. Know, I have some thoughts about that. You know, it, it could be the unforgettable fire football radio. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, hey, Zach, yes, you better change these shoes to something more like hemp that like you could burn and smoke at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? Well, I'm not, I don't know. You want me to smoke shoes? <laughs> Well, if they're the right shoes. Okay. <laughs> Better than eating them. I don't know if there is a good option for consuming shoes, but... Well, you, well, you doubled down. You did double down. I appreciate down. the creativity. He, well, I doubled, doubled down. down. Yes, I did. That's true. And All right. the division, the division's not in sight, obviously, at the moment, but beating the Broncos record-wise could be. That's not what the deal been. was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Listen to the tape. The deal was either you guys win the division or we beat you in record. Those are the only two things. That's what deal. I just said. You don't. Nothing, nothing happens if you beat us record-wise. Yes. No, it does not. <laughs> that was not yeah, the deal. Yeah, he doesn't eat a shoe. The bet. Oh, yeah. The bet is that I don't eat something. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> and I don't eat anything either. Okay. So it just cancels out? Yes. Yes. So if they have a better record... Wait, so if, they, if I have a better record, you don't eat a shoe? No. Then what was the whole point of the bet? To double down Somebody on my bet. Shoe. Okay. We want a shoe. <laughs> we want a shoe. We do, Scott. But, uh, Let's go shoe. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, I got two more things. Sure. The COVID testing protocol is so strict, it appears, in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Did Saquon get it from like licking a toilet somewhere? No. I, I, I hope not. I, I, yeah, I hope, I hope that's not the case, Scott. I don't. I don't know where what Aaron Rodgers did. Well, he lied to everyone, saying for, at least we know from October fifth that he like gave tricky answers whether or not he was vaccinated. And it seems this story might was either sat on on purpose or what. Well, there's the video of him at the Halloween party this weekend, right? There yeah, is, yes. John Wick. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that could have been it, Going Scott. Going off to a little poo shiesty. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, I got three more. I got three more words. Mike F and White. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> Mike White leading the Jets to more than three wins on the season. Maybe, maybe yeah. not yet. Not I, yet. I, I liked what I saw. I watched probably the second half of that game. And where did I see that two point conversion play before? Mm, a Daniel Super Bowl. Jones. <laughs> What the was it? I didn't see it. Well, originally from a Super Bowl, Scott. He he handed off right to left. I mean, he handed off right to left. Back was going right to left. He pitched to the receiver, comes across midfield, and and, uh, Mike F. and White standing there, hello, at the goal line, no one around him. Okay. Yeah. I mean, technically, technically that is the Philly special first, but. 
Daniel Jones made popular well. by Daniel Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, it, it, and ranges from everywhere from outside the stadium to outside the galaxy. Yeah, <laughs> with all the yeah, I I love that with all the uh, all the Photoshop things that they made. Yeah, my my screensaver on my phone is him coming out of the stadium catching. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic, Scott. You have anything else, my man? Uh, you know, there's only one real winning team in New York, and that's the Rangers. Yeah. So, there we go. Yeah. So, for well, the Knicks. Knicks aren't bad. The Knicks, yeah. The Knicks are nice right now. Uh, when's UConn men start? This week? Next week? Tuesday. Tuesday. November 9th. They play uh, Central Connecticut at home. Matt, are you still calling games? I will be calling that he game. You will be calling that game, Scott. You can listen to it on, you know, the exact link that you're listening to it today. Excellent. Good plug. I just want to make sure to get the plug in for that. For sure. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right. Very good. Gentlemen, that's all I have. Carry on. Have a great shoe. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. Peace out, boys. Peace. Oh, that's funny. All right. So, to clarify... If the Giants technically were to win the division, you'd be eating two shoes. But if, two shoes. But if the Giants beat you record-wise... No, nothing happens. Nobody nothing happens. eats any nobody shoes. Eats any. Okay. But if the Broncos beat... Oh, wait. So yes. if the Broncos beat the Giants, then I have to eat a shoe. Yes. But if the Giants beat the Broncos, you don't have to do anything? No. That's okay. the deal you shook on, man. But if the Giants win the division, you both are eating no, shoes. No, I eat two shoes. But yeah. what if your record is better than them and they oh. win the division? Are you both eating shoes? Oh. If the Giants win the division. I want the yes. Broncos to beat the Giants division wa- or record-wise, record and I want the Giants to win the division. Yes. Let's go for that. Double down. Three shoes. Three shoes. <laughs> Technically, that's how it would work. Eric, Eric, you and I as witness, that's yes. how it would happen. Yeah, Technically. All right. All I right. want that to happen significantly. <laughs> yeah, I think the listeners of this show should yeah. be uh, Giant and Broncos fans now. <laughs> yes. I think Scott much. Scott does too, clearly. <laughs> All right, but just to uh, round up on the news, Blake Bortles signed with the Green Bay. He's back. He's back. He's returned. Is Jordan Love going to play? I don't know. I hope he does. I'd rather see Jordan Love, obviously. I mean, yeah, he's you definitely. Would, you would think a first-round pick would probably Jordan play Love at some point. Jordan Love is definitively going to play. Yeah, I would hope so. Why but does it feel like Blake Bortles probably just came right off his couch to come to Green Bay? Because he definitely, he probably definitely did. Come well, he couch. was with them early in the year. Until Rodgers announced he was returning, and yeah. then they cut him and said, goodbye, Blake. Yeah. All right. And then the Dolphins are, quote-unquote, very happy with Tua. Sure. No, you're not. No, you're not. Sure. You know what? I think they actually are. No. I disagree. I disagree. I think they actually are. He's been playing much better the past couple of weeks. Their team stinks. Their team's terrible. Because Flores has not been coaching well, but I think, too, has shown a greater deal of improvement and promise. I think they really wanted Watson. just didn't work. Oh, man. If the president said, yeah, go ahead, they would have had him. Yeah. Well, the, the, the president, president the found owner. out what's really Maybe going on in the Sean Watson situation, and yeah. now, now we know that something is not bu- no bueno with yeah, that situation. Yeah, that's true. We got a tip off. We don't know for sure, but that was a big tip off. That's a big tip off. That something is not going well. Yeah, I mean, I just I didn't I didn't get it to begin with. Like we hadn't heard anything. No one knew anything. It's not like it came out and it said that you know he'd be fine in a week. Yeah. And they were trying to trade for him this past two weeks. Well, the trade deadline is. Yeah, of yeah, course, but like, us. why did it just happen at the very end, and then they realized apparently that it wasn't like his legal situation is terrible. It's really. I think yeah, we knew it. We knew it. Like, I, I, it was very, very like. How many people came know. out against him? Like ten, twenty-two, twenty-two, maybe like, twenty-three yeah. now. That doesn't s- sound like a coincidence to me. No, I don't. No, know. No, of course not. 
that's not a coincidence. That's like a, a lot of folks. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. It, it didn't make any sense to me. All but, right. Well, yeah. I'm glad that's over. Yeah, me too. Our final news of the day, or possible news, Philip Rivers. Rivers is open to signing with the Saints. No. Don't bring him back. I don't, no, I don't want to see yeah, him anymore. He's on the I think couch, he's done. too. No, he's not on the couch. He's coaching some team in Alabama yeah, at, just at a private high school. Season, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's got ten kids to take care of. Yeah, yes. I believe it's actually eleven. He's a tribe. <laughs> oh no, he does have to eleven now. No, he's nine kids. Nine, and then it's him okay. and his wife. They could set up a whole offense with yeah. all eleven. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole point of yeah, it. Yeah, they could. I'd like to see. You know, we're seeing Arch Manning, and we're seeing like the Manning family create. What do you think the the Rivers family is going to be like? They've got to have. They've got to have one of them's got to do something. One of them's got what chance? Like one of them has to make it to the NFL. Probably you would think. Probably if if the Mannings are churning out NFL quarterbacks, like it's regular. Something's in the water though in the Mannings. Yeah, they had the Manning school. Yeah, he was at uh, Clemson this past weekend. March, Mm -hmm. yeah, talking to Dabo before the game. Yep. He's uh, heavily favorited to go to Texas, though, I believe. See, I like that. That'd be interesting. I love him just because of the <laughs> Hook at Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin follows one person on Instagram, and it's uh, Arch. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Wow. A, that's mean, it? Wait, that's the only sense. person he the follows? Only, the only person he follows on is Instagram Arch is Arch Manning. Manning. And his college girlfriends? right now, but yeah. And his other college girlfriends <laughs> that Lane Kiffin keeps up with. Yeah. I, I think it'd be cool if he went to Ole Miss. Following Eli's steps and his, and his grandfather. Yeah, that would be cool. That'd be cool because Tennessee, Tennessee's be, not even on his list, right? No, it's not. No, I, I think it would be cool for him to go to a new school as well and set That's up true. a continuation of elite Mannings at different schools. That'd be, yeah, true. So we'll see what happens with that. He's still a junior in oh, high school. But it so. does have to be an SEC school. This oh, it's pretty clear. It, yeah, it will be. Um, I think it's all SEC other than Clemson. Yeah. So yeah, he's not going to leave the yeah. South. No, and no. Texas eventually why, why will be he? the SEC. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that is injuries and news updates, but some topics of talk: the Raiders. Oh no! Oh no! The Raiders in catastrophe mode and crisis. They lost John Gruden last week or two weeks ago because he's a racist. Then Henry Ruggs decides to get into a vehicle when he's when he's driving with double the legal limit of alcohol in his body. Did you hear the rumor? What? What rumor? They said that they checked security tapes and they think he had eleven shots plus other drinks. Sounds about. He uh, he also had a loaded gun in his. What is that? At a Top Golf facility. They're on a bye week, so it makes sense. With a loaded gun, and his dog was in the car. Well, no, no, no. Her dog was in the car with uh, her. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, he was in the car with one of his buddies. Um, it's terrible. Henry Ruggs is driving 156 miles per hour down some road somewhere. Somewhere in Vegas. Um, in Vegas, and then hit a woman and her dog in their vehicle at 123 miles per hour while he was at a limit of 0.16 in terms of al- blood alcohol level. Mm. This man, I hope he goes to jail for an extreme long He's, length of he'll time. He'll be in jail for a very long time. Um, I hope that we never hear from him or about him ever again. And you know what? You just wasted that 4-2 that you ran two years ago. Yeah, what a waste of talent. And it's sad because the NFL has a thing in place that any employee of the NFL, player from like lowest type of employee, if you're drunk, you can call anyone, anywhere, anytime, and they yes. will pick you up. It is an incredible. Well, we service. were talking about that the other day, yeah. like two nights ago, when or either I don't know if it was last night or two nights ago, where it's like, what are you doing? 
You're a millionaire. You have to have friends. You have an agent that you can call. Like, dude, hey, if I get in the car, I'm about to ruin my career potentially. Yeah. So I'm gonna about I'm about to ruin yours as well because you have me on your you know agency. Yeah, 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 man. Call that guy. That's yeah. why they put like such a big emphasis now, more nowadays than ever before, on character. And they go through an extensive interview process before they draft anybody. I mean, it's, it's hard to hit still. I mean, yeah. people can lie in an interview all they want, but. 156 miles per hour. Yeah, man. Yeah. I hate that we've had to do this two weeks in a row, talk about legal trouble, but, I mean, this is what's happening. Well, I think the most unfortunate thing is that the freaking Raiders are good, and this is what we're talking about. They're 5-2. and We were excited about them. I mean, all right, so I was excited that— about the team, but as a Broncos fan, I wasn't that excited. But well, I mean, obviously, this is like one. You know how sometimes it's like you say, "I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemies." Well, the Raiders are my worst enemies, and I wouldn't wish any of this on them. I wouldn't wish this on Derek Carr ever. No, the man just lost his head coach. He's playing this best football it's he has in a long time. His, his number two pass catcher behind Waller. And I don't feel I don't feel bad for those two guys, but I do feel bad for Derek Carr because he's keeping this franchise afloat while it's getting torn down around him. Yeah, it's terrible. And uh, it's it's so unfortunate because it's like storied franchise and you know, they f- haven't been able to figure it out. You signed John Gruden to a 10-year contract and year what is this? 3 or 4, he's actually figuring it out. They're 5 and 2. They're leading the division of the Chiefs. Yep. And the Chargers are good too yep. and they're still leading the division. Yeah. And then your first round pick like you're supposed to be your star wide receiver just killed someone driving, and then your head coach is a racist. And it's all over. It's all over. Well, I mean, it's not all it's over. It's not all over. Like, they still won without Gruden, but now you just lost your best wide receiver. It's such an uphill climb from here. Yeah. I feel bad for Raiders I hope fans. they snag at least a spot. In the, they deserve a chance to fight for it. Whether or not they'll actually be able to rack up enough wins to get it, who knows. Al Davis is rolling in his grave. Yeah, he's rolling. Yeah. 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 And they just built the whole new stadium. Uh, the they Death had, Star. The Death Star. They built like a brand, like brand new fan base out there in Vegas, and yep. they're packing games. And now they're killing people and calling people racist things. You so. want to know what, Luigi? You said Al Davis is rolling in his grave. What's funny about that is their whole argument that the analysts were saying that the Raiders should take Henry Ruggs is because he's an Al Davis type of player. Yeah. He can't teach speed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Al Davis that's what it was. That, literally, yeah. He was good. He was. He, he should be, it should have been a better receiver than he already is. They're like, oh yeah, he's a, this is what Al Davis would have wanted. <laughs> it is. It's exactly what Al Davis would have wanted. <laughs> Who knew that Henry Ruggs two years later would get into uh, a car and kill geez. somebody? All right. Can we move on? Yeah, we can. <laughs> but, you know, all in all, his career is over. You know, Gruden's career is over, and and the Raiders have the Giants this week. And what's going on in that organization? I don't know. Like the Giants now have back-to-back weeks where they have teams that really aren't in a great situation that they tried to capitalize on with the Chiefs, and we'll see what happens with the Raiders. But moving on, as Scott said, Titans star running back and star running back of the league, Derrick Henry is out six to ten weeks with foot surgery. He's the NFL leader in attempts and rushing yards. Will likely not play again this regular season. Very unfortunate. It's the day it's I most, hope I never see. It's most unfortunate because of the seeding right now. The Tennessee Titans are at the top of the AFC. 
And they just lost their He's their team. They lost their offense. He's their team. They lost their offense. He's their team. I know. No, they have a very good defense. They have a very solid defense. Their offense is Derrick Henry. Yeah, I mean, the only reason they've been staying in games is because they give him the ball so many times. Um, And, you know, a couple weeks ago I I talked about it. I know this doesn't mean I'm a freaking wizard because it doesn't make sense because injuries happen like nothing. But... I was nervous about his longevity and about you know his injury proneness because yeah. of how many times he's getting the ball. Yep. And I saw ESPN NFL posted that no running back in NFL history has carried the ball more times through the the first eight games of the season than Derrick Henry has this yeah. year. He was on pace to shatter any touch record of any player ever. Which is like, I think in any other team, maybe he gets a little bit more of a break and he can stay healthy. But we're seeing it with running backs everywhere. Him, Najee Saquon, Harris. Najee Harris, Christian McCaffrey... Like, you can't abuse them. And especially him. He's he's a specific downhill, not a specific downhill runner, but you just hand off the ball to him. And it's not like he's out in the past game yeah. against a corner or anything. Yeah. He's hitting defensive line. He's hitting linebackers, hit, cracking with safeties. Like, eventually, he's going to get hurt, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And they said he's possible to come back at the end of the year. It is possible. If they make the playoffs. Knowing how he's not really a human, he could be back very soon. So. Right. And now, do they make the playoffs without him? I don't know. Which is but the question. If they do, in what chance they stand? In that crappy division, yeah. In that crappy yeah. AFC yeah, South, I think they do. And they I have a big enough lead now at 6-2 and two, yeah. with the next team being the Colts at 3-5 and five, where, yeah, they're probably going to win. With now, they already would but... have tied. Even if they lose to the Colts the next time they play, it's still a tied series on the year. Right. So Yeah, but who out of the top AFC teams do they beat once they get to the playoffs? That's they not, don't. That's not yeah, what we're know? talking about. No, we're oh, just I talking know. about them getting, getting to the playoffs. I was just playoffs. trying to advance. No, I think once they if they do get there, they're pretty they're No, not they're really virtually beat nothing. If they don't have him. But they could have him at the end of the year. Exactly. They could get to the playoffs, he comes back and then it's Derrick Henry time. And now they have former MVP Adrian Peterson behind the snapper. Yeah, very much. Uh, let's do. see if he can go. I yeah. mean, who's but I don't know any of the guys' names that are behind AP now. If a assuming AP talking about one. in that running back room, yeah, they uh, I tried to pick one up on fantasy this week. Of course, you did starts with an M. I uh, see that literally <laughs> That's as far as that we can doesn't go. help, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, McNichols, McNichols, Jeremy Mc- McNichols, yeah, yeah, wow, and he's the only one listed on their depth chart, at least on ESPN as of right. Yeah, because he'll probably start. Like it's not like AP is going to come in and start. So no, definitely could not. be a decent pickup for fantasy owners out there. Not going to be Derrick Henry, but it'll at least be a substitution. That's Jeremy McNichols. Jeremy McNichols. He's on the waiver wire because no one else gets the ball behind the running back room. So pick him up. <laughs> they only have two running backs to their name, and now they have one. That's it. It was like uh, him, and, him and Deion Lewis for a while. Yeah. yeah. Deion then it's retired. Like, yeah. Little and then he retired. Lightning. Yeah. And it's like a good way of doing it. But when you don't and have. They did have a lot. He had a lot less touches last year. Yes, yeah. because yeah. of Deion Lewis. Because yeah, because you could put him down, put him in on third down and long situations where you don't need Derrick Henry out there. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. We'll see how he does. It's unfortunate because he was on pace to break every single record possible, but we'll move on. But Zach, the Broncos Bible. All right, I'm gonna take a nap. <laughs> this will be fast. No, I don't know. Impossible. There's it's, an inconclusion. Did you me. see what I added in the first I bullet saw point? It. I'm not saying then it. Why? No, I'm not saying it. All right, go ahead. <laughs> this week, my heart was shattered. The Broncos legend, Von Miller, has been moved to Los Angeles. So now the question is, what are the Denver Broncos? They are one big New York giant if. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> They're a big if. <laughs> oh, <please. laughs> Do you not want me to do it? 
You said it would be quick. Go. Okay. <laughs> Go. They're a big F. <laughs> <laughs> they have one of the strongest nucleuses in the entire NFL with Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick and Jerry Judy and the rest of that offense. We don't have a right tackle. We need a center. We need a quarterback. Defense is strong for now, but everybody knows that we can see the expiration date. It's right there. I mean, we got Justin Simmons. He's in his prime. Who knows how long that lasts? Kareem Jackson, his partner, fantastic. He's old. Shelby Harris, productive. Old. Wolf, uh, Fuller and Darby, did not work out. Old. Alexander Johnson, he's got my heart. He racks up tackles like nobody's business. He's old. He tore his peck. Mike Purcell is old. Bryce Callahan is old. Malik Reed and Draymond Jones stepped up. They're not stars. They're okay starters. Will they take another step next year? Who knows? Bradley Chubb does the second year in a row. We don't have him the whole year. Can he stay healthy? Can he take a step forward? Josie Jewell's not the guy. Baron Browning's who we're trusting to cover ground in middle linebacking core, but he was a raw talent. We thought maybe he could cover some ground. We thought maybe he had some talent on the outside rushing the passer. Can we figure out some people behind Sertain? If we don't get young talent now to learn from the veterans and develop, then this defense and this team is screwed because we really only have one more year. Seems like a lot of problems. It's a lot of problems. (laughs) But, but, we have great bones. We have good veterans. We have a good front office. I trust my coach, and I like our organization. Do you trust Fangio? I do. Because there was was talk about him not coming back. I know that. Well, the team's not performing well. But I don't necessarily blame Vic, so... In what year is this? Two. Two? All right, so similar. So, we've got these, but we've got the bones that some organizations around the league would kill for. So, my question to the Denver Broncos now, very simply, is what are you going to do about it? It's like we've got, we built a, a gorgeous rocket ship that could take us wherever we want, but we don't have any gas. So, right. what good is the ship? Here we go. I significantly disagree with like half the stuff you just said. Um, you do not have one of the strongest nucle- nucleuses in the NFL by any means. There are like 12 teams who have much better of a nucleus, and that is by far the truth. You don't even have a quarterback. That's the number one piece of a nucleus. So that's that. Vic Fangio, got to go. Old man, wrong philosophy. He's trying to open it up, and you can't open it up with the pieces you have right now. You need to start creating a methodical offense that is based around packing the box and running the ball because that is what your offensive line is built for right now and that is what they will continue to be billed for. You have these wide receivers that are ginormous ifs. Cortland Sutton had one good year, has been playing very shoddy this year. Jerry Judy's been hurt. I think he will be great. His hands need to work on him. Tim Patrick, I like a lot. Your offensive line has some spots. Your defense, the creation of Vic Vangio's essence has been what that defense has been carried on. Because of Vic Fangio being a defensive first head coach, I think you're in a good spot there on defense. But I think he needs to move into a more of a role of a defensive coordinator. He's not a head coach. He doesn't know what he's doing on offense. I agree that you need young talent, but the problem is it's impossible to get the amount of young talent that you need. You need a complete rebuild, tear down to the ground, and try your best. I disagree, but that's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I think I agree that you have good pieces on offense. It's going to take more, obviously. Um, quarterback is obviously the number one thing. 
And I don't know if you were to tar like if you should target a quarterback in the draft. You should target a free agent pickup. We were talking. Aaron Rodgers is very much around. He is around, but does he want to go out to Denver with a team that isn't going to win? That's the thing. You don't know. He could step in and they could win. They keep Vic Fangio around for another year. He could start building on that defense through free agency and through the draft. Not worry about that offense because once you get Aaron Rodgers stepping into that offense, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy are good enough receivers along with Tim Patrick, and I really do like Noah Fant and how he's progressing this year. You step that offense in and put Aaron Rodgers at the helm of it, there goes your nucleus. That's when you have the strong nucleus that you're talking about. Well, it's similar to the whole Peyton Manning thing. Yeah. Do you do that again? Exactly. Or try to? No. no? You don't want to do that again? Are you asking me? Yeah, oh. I'm asking you if you want to do that again. This is your team. I don't care what we do. I just want <laughs> yeah. them to make an aggressive move. Be better. That would be an aggressive move. Maybe. The second and third, was that enough for Vaughn? Yeah, that was fine. Yeah, probably, at this point. And that was the thing. Could have gotten more I for him two years that. ago. The Broncos might be packing up the pit drafts, the draft picks. Packing them up. Bundling them up together. That's fine. To make the run at one of those quarterbacks. It's just, you know, what quarterback is it going to be? If and you were... Well, Elway's not the GM anymore. Who's no. your GM? Uh, Patton. Patton. If you were Patton, what's your first step right now? If I was Patton, what's my first step? First step right now. You want to make an aggressive move, what's that aggressive move? Where are you going? The quarterback. Well, yeah. But how? I guess it's going to have to be the offseason because there's nobody in the draft that I would want. It's going to have to be a veteran. And Drew Locke's done? Yeah, get rid of Drew Out of the window? Immediately. And then Bridgewater was, what, a trade? Trade. Trade. And he's not playing bad, but he's not playing great. This is not a winning quarterback. I think we knew that. Um yeah, I, I mean, it's either got to be a draft pick or it's got to be some guy in free agency, obviously. So we'll just figure out what that is in the offseason. But that is the Broncos' take from Zach. Anything else? You good? That's it. All right. Browns. Kevin Stavansky tells the Browns players and staff that wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. is essentially not a part of the organization anymore. OBJ is done, most likely. And it looks like the Raiders have interests, I saw, which could be very interesting. But he's done. Do you have anything on that? On OBJ? Yeah. I mean, I don't like his attitude anyway in the first place. I'm not surprised that he's done. Are you? He's the Saints and the uh, Raiders is what we saw today that are coming out for him. I don't like him anymore. I don't. I think it's sad. It's very sad. It's incredibly sad. A kid that had was on the cover of Madden as like a third-year player. A kid that had everyone jumping and screaming, Odell, making their hair blonde at the top, like the floofiness. He was a culture shock. He was the guy that came in and changed the NFL. And now he's just bleh. He changed the position. Like, it it came... The flashiness. Yeah, it came to be flash, but it was... It's not like it was just flash. Like, it it was... It, he was very good. Like his whole, his first three years were insane, mm-hmm. and his rookie year he won rookie of the year. I honestly think he was on the cover before his um, before his third year. I, I want to say, or was it 2016? Because if it was 2016, then that's his third year. 16 was Tom on the cover. 2015 was Odell. Okay, yeah. So that was his. Uh, that was after his second year yeah, then, 15. because holy cow. Um, let me see his. 
I'm trying to look up his career statistics, but I'm not finding them. What do you think, Matt? As a Giants know. fan, as someone who liked Odell Beckham, as we all have. Yeah, I mean, I loved him. He was, like, amazing. His first two years were great. I think we lost a lot of respect when the whole Norman stuff happened. I mean, his first year, he was 91, 91 catches, 1,300 yards, and 12 touchdowns in 12 games. That's incredible. Like, he didn't even play all 16. So, said he played, he averaged 108 yards a game. Insane. And then. And a touchdown a game, right? Uh, yeah, and then touchdowns, a touchdown per game. And then his, his second and third year were fantastic. He was 90, in his second year, he was 96 for four, 1450 and 13 touchdowns. And then his third year, he was 101. 1367 and 10 10 touchdowns. So every single year it seemed like he was progressing and he was going to keep getting better and all that. And then his fourth year, he played he played two games. He started into actually he played four games. He started into played in four, 25 receptions, 302 yards, three touchdowns. So he didn't play at all. Then he comes back in 2018, 77 receptions, 1052 yards and six touchdowns in 12 games. Mediocre year. Then the next year, 74 catches, 1,035 yards, and four touchdowns. And then the last two years, he's been god awful. Like, has not gotten. He hasn't been on the field. Last year, he played seven games. But this year, he's played six. So, six out of the eight. And he has seven. He only has 17 catches and 232 yards and no touchdowns. He went from the absolute highest to the absolute lowest in six years or seven years. And it's it's upsetting because I was texting a buddy of mine about it, and he thinks that they just need to move on from Baker, and Baker's the problem. And I don't know after what Stefanski has said that I don't I don't agree with no. That I think I, I think he Odell, Baker's been the solution in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean the X factor over the last two years has been Baker Mayfield. Yes, I mean in in the what was it the last game against the Steelers he played last year when he went ballistic. Yeah. And yeah, he's played. He's so, played really well. To whoever that friend is, completely disagree. Baker Odell Beckham Jr. has been a cancer in locker rooms since day one. It's wild to me how fast people forget history. Like, yeah. Do we not remember what team we're talking about? We're talking about the Browns, to like twenty plus starters, Browns. and now they have a guy that can win, like top half the league quarterback. You do not get rid of him. Absolutely not. You've the Browns fans. Have, you're not a whoever that is is definitely no. Not a I don't. He fan. didn't say to get rid of them. He just said that. Well, he's if he's the problem. Odell then. Speci- Odell specifically needs someone better to throw to him. Like if he was doing that with Eli, then what? What's the problem with why is with Baker, Baker the problem? Yeah. I don't why, think it's a that problem. was more of the question. I think it's Odell Beckham Jr. in the locker room. No one enjoys his presence. I mean, I agree. Yeah. It's just even if they don't enjoy his presence, it's like there's been many NFL players, especially wide receivers, throughout the year with. People don't like them because they're hot-headed. They want to get, get the ball. They want to win. And he found a way to do it for three years in New York. Actually, five years in New York. Three mm-hmm. really good years. And then two, you know, pretty pretty sub... Not subpar because he had 1,000 yards, but not as good as he, what he had before. He wasn't a star. So what is the problem? Like, why... I mean, obviously, now we know that there's a problem within the locker room because he's not coming to practice anymore. But it's got to be more than that. And we'll probably find out... But I'm not sure. After your father posts a video of all the times your starting quarterback misses you being wide open, yeah, that's probably a problem. <laughs> how do you step that kid back into a locker room with that quarterback? I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. You don't. That's not good for your your team. And I think Stefanski made a good call. Yeah, I mean, it's like 
I think also his family's been a problem for a while and just trying to and there's a lot of people like that like Eli Apple's mom that whole facade where she like walked into the facility and was telling them that he wasn't playing at where he wanted to play or something ridiculous like that yeah but when your dad's posting that and you're a grown 28 year old however old he is now and you can't just go to the organization yourself and tell them that like I know there's some bougie caption like I usually am in the shadows but not today (laughs) that's exactly what it was (laughs) yeah I think it's like oh you got him Mr. Odell Beckham Jr. or whatever your first name is Odell Beckham Jr. oh yeah (laughs) whatever his name is did you say (laughs) yeah I don't know what his name is it's Odell Beckham Jr. Sr. Oh. <laughs> Quickly, before we get into Eric's corner, yeah, I want to send a good shout out to anyone that had this fantasy lineup: Derrick Henry, Calvin Ridley, Odell Beckham Jr., and Henry Ruggs. Because I know someone is out there, someone in this universe had those men on their roster, and this week their heart shattered. Yeah, I yeah, I agree, and I would put. I would put Christian McCaffrey in that category as well. Number one pick in probably 99.9% yeah, of the leagues. Yeah, but nobody could have Christian McCaffrey and Henry. No, no, they can't, but I'm just saying. Like, I'm saying there's somebody out there with those exact guys. Yeah. And yeah. they're crying. Yeah, they are. Um, and then, all right, Eric, let's get to your college football picks. What is going on in the two-minute drill for college this week, Hark? All righty, so... Ice cold last two weeks, three weeks, I don't know. Not been great. Uh, Ole Miss this weekend, Matt Corral, who's like a big part of their team, hurt his ankle probably pretty early on in the first quarter, first or second drive. Um, he played the rest of the game but wasn't the same player. They lost 31-20 to to Auburn, who I've been saying are frauds for just about the entire season, and I guess they're not. <laughs> um, this week I like Oregon at minus 7 against Washington. Um, I think Oregon has a lot to play for, and I think that's the reason I like this pick. Basically, there's a scenario that has worked out that with Michigan State being the three seed, they still have to play OSU still has to play them and Michigan. And from what we've seen from the committee this weekend, quick thoughts and prayers to Cincinnati and the American, by the way. Goodbye. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. We're never seeing you in the finals. Screw nope. the screw the American, but thoughts and prayers to Cincinnati. Yes. Because of the way the committee is doing it, they're taking big wins much more into account than losses. So mm. Ohio State legitimately could beat Michigan, MSU, and jump over Oregon, even though Oregon beat them mm. because of the way the committee is structuring this whole thing. So I think Oregon Oregon doesn't really have a good team that they're going to play the rest of the season, like not a team that's going to really help them at all in this. They're, they're, the rest of the way out there are playing the Pac-12. Yeah, so. yeah, and, they, and Pac-12... We, Almost every year eats each other up. They yep. all beat each other. Yep. So Oregon, I think, really has to try and cover the rest of their games or close to cover the rest of their games to be able to still eke into this college football playoff. Convincing wins, yeah. Convincing wins. That's what they need. Um, and then just real quick, the CFP top four. Georgia, obviously, one. Bama, two. Michigan State, the three. Spartans! Huge weekend from Kenneth Walker. Yes. Five touchdowns. I think it was like 197 yards. That was this weekend? That was this weekend. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. It felt like a while ago. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's good. That's because it was like a noon game. That's probably why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that was this weekend. And then, but yeah, the the American will, they have no shot. Basically, I saw something on Twitter and it was like, Cincinnati, so they based it off ranked wins. 
And there's two other teams in the American. I think it's SMU and Houston. SMU and Houston, but they're not in the college football. They're not in the college football yeah, rankings. They're only in the AP poll. Yeah. And basically, it's like they, by them not ranking those teams, they're giving Cincinnati no shot. Yeah. Absolutely like no, no shot to get, in. to get in. Yeah, because all their games are not against good teams. Yes. Cincinnati shouldn't be in. They're no, going to they get murked by whoever they play if they yeah. were in that top four. Nothing yeah. against Notre Dame, but it's. I think the college football playoff has seen enough without expanding it yet, where they're nervous to put those types of teams in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and not and yes, Notre Dame plays a harder schedule than Cincinnati would, but still, still the same concept. They yeah. they still know it's Bama, Georgia. Yes, that, that's it. It's Bama, Georgia. Most years it's Clemson, and then the field. It's Ohio State. Yeah, and like, are you going to waste another you know spot on a thirty-five to nothing or thirty-five to seven loss, yeah. whatever it has been? And, yeah, I don't know. Until they expand it, you can't do that. You can't test those types no, of things. No, you can't. You can't. And it's funny because, well, also, just quickly, is Oklahoma at eight. That's, like, the most – that's the one that shows you the most easily. Yeah, is that by far. Oklahoma at eight, I mean, I get it. They haven't beaten anyone. Like, I thought at one point Texas was going to be good. They've obviously fallen off, so that doesn't mean anything as anymore. As Texas does. As they always do. So, I don't know. I think it's just – it's interesting – how the committee reminds us every year that it's ran by Power Five athletic directors and that no other team has yeah. a shot at getting in. We fall into this trap every year, and then the first ranking comes out, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's all Power Five athletic directors <laughs> since he has no chance. <laughs> all right, but we're going with the points from Oregon, correct? Yes, sir. All right, four and three, looking to be five and three. Now, the shirt real quick. Yes. You show the shirt to the camera? Yes. Very nice. Part of my take. Part of my take. Quick shout out. PMT. All right. But it is time for the Week 9 Picks. It is Week 9 Pick Time. Let's get into it. All right. All-time records. I am 74 and 48. Luigi's 80 and 42. And Zach, top dog now, 81 and 41. Don't be too surprised. <laughs> I will admit. I had a garbage week last week. I No, Terrible. I had by far the worst week, and Zach actually had a fantastic week. And I'm coming. I'm coming back. Uh, yeah, just a lot of games. I am coming back. That's fun. The Jets, the Giants. No, it didn't go my way. But it's a new week, so we'll get into it. Thursday night football, 820. The Jets, 2-5 and five at the Colts, 3-5. and five. Colts are 10.5-point favorites. Jets had a huge win. Cliff didn't call in, but Mike White, Cliff. Mike White. Um, love to have the Jets do another 10.5-point underdog win, but no. Not in Indianapolis. Give me the Colts. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so either. I'm taking the Colts that are actually playing pretty decent football. Yeah, I definitely agree with Zach. They haven't played good football lately, and I'm taking the Colts. All right, Colts across the board. One o'clock game. First one o'clock on Sunday afternoon. The Bills five and two, fourteen point favorites at the Jaguars. One and six. The Jags were due a couple weeks ago, but I'm taking the Bills. I'm also taking the Bills. Reminder for these one o'clock games: your clock needs to get set forward. It will be two o'clock. It will be a two o'clock game. Be ready for it. This is the biggest spread of the week. It should be a pretty easy pick. I'm going to take the Bills. All right, Bills across the board. One o'clock. Broncos four and four at the Cowboys. Six and one. Cowboys are nine point favorites. Dak should be back, but Cooper Rush didn't play bad in his replacement. I'm taking the boys. If I, I currently am taking the boys, if Dak is not playing. I will flip that because I do believe the Broncos are a better football team than the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, all right. What do you got? 
For the first time this year, I'm going to not pick the Broncos. Oh, no. no. I know. This is the first time. Although, although, do you agree with me? If Cooper Rush is starting, I think that we pick the Broncos. Maybe. Oh, still, I still think in Dallas... I mean, he walked into Minnesota, which is technically one of the you know the hardest places to play. So I think in Dallas, he'd still win, especially for, yeah, behind that home crowd. You know, for now, I'm going to have to go with the home team. Cowboys, unfortunately, yeah. All right, Cowboys across the board. Next one o'clock game: the Browns four and four at the Bengals five and three. Two and a half point favorites to the Bengals. Both teams lost last week. Browns to the Steelers. Bengals to the Mike White Jets. But give me the Bengals. I'm going to take them, but I. I don't know. After last week, I don't know if I can trust them. Yeah. I mean, what the heck happened, man? It's also a huge part, like the Browns. Mike White happened. The Browns, like... Yeah, ew. The, I don't know the, anymore. The, uh, yeah, that's a weird game. I am uh, taking the Bengals with Zach and Matt. Yeah, I'm going to well. take them. Cincy, I don't feel good about it. Yeah, neither do I. Cincy across the board, divisional game. Yeah, so you can Give just me the say Bengals. Joe Burrow. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Give me Joe. Yeah. Next one o'clock, Falcons three and four at the Saints five and two. Saints are five and a half point favorites. Give me the Saints. Yeah, Saints. Um, Falcons played a pretty tough one this week with the Panthers, and that's a game Zach pulled over my dome. <laughs> um, but yeah, Saints are definitely a better team, even with Trevor Simeon. Yeah, give me the Saints. I mean, we're, this is pretty much a bet on that defense. I feel like. Yeah, definitely. Next one o'clock, Patriots back to even at four and four, three and a half point favorites at the Panthers down in Carolina. Also four and four. Give me the Patriots. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to take the Patriots too. I've kind of been riding the Panthers, but they've been shaky, and I really like what the Patriots are showing us. As Mr. Producer Eric said, there are five teams in the NFL that are in the top ten of offense and defense. They are the Bills, the Rams, the Cardinals, the Bengals. And the Bill Belichick-led Patriots. Give me the Patriots this Bill. week. Man. Love it. Love the Pats, Pats this week. Pats this week. Huge win last week against the Chargers. Yes. Although this is St- Stephon Gilmore's uh, revenge game real yeah, quick. Yeah, and he shut down Michael uh, Michael Pitt, yeah. Pitts last, day, yes. last week. That was or crazy. Kyle Pitts. Kyle, Kyle Pitts. Pitts. Kyle Pitts. He Ooh. shut down Kyle Pitts he last did. week. Interesting. And had an interception. Yeah. Very interesting. All right, we'll see how it goes down there in Carolina. Pats across the board for us. One o'clock, the Raiders. Five and two, three point favorites at my New York football Giants, two and six. Both teams in interesting situations. Give me the Giants. What do you think, Luigi? Ride it. You, Come with us. You say what you're doing first. Come with us. I Try think, to convince me. Convince me. <laughs> I think they played the Giants, or excuse me, I think they played the Chiefs too well to not take them against a beat up. Uh, Raiders team. They're not going down 0-2 against the AFC West. If it wasn't for an offsides at the end of the game, they would have picked off Pat Mahomes and they would have won the game. Indeed. Give me the Giants. Give me the Giants. Ride it. <laughs> I do need Ride a separation train. pick Ride though, man. Train. I need a separation pick from Zach right now. Yeah. Well, and maybe it's not this week. There's a lot of football to be played. You gonna ride the train with us? Choo-choo. Hop along the Daniel Jones train. Now that you just said Daniel Jones, I'm picking the Raiders. Uh, <laughs> unfortunate. All you right. Him. Yeah, you did remind Separation me. Separation pick. But 1 o'clock, Texans 1-7 at the Dolphins 1-7. Six-point favorites to the Dolphins. Is Tyrod playing today, this game? He is. Ooh. Returning off the All right, I'll let you talk week. first. Me? Yeah. Oh, uh, I bet on, I believe I bet on the Texans week one. 
or sometime early in the season. I like the Texans in this game. I don't like the Texans overall. I really, really hate the Miami Dolphins. So give me the Texans here. This game is a crapshoot and a yeah, man. half. Oh, my Lord. But uh, I just think the Dolphins have a better roster. I, I have to ride with that. Last time you said that, they They've lost, lost to the Jaguars. The Jaguars. <laughs> Give me the Texans. Woo! Woo! Right. Give me the Texans. Give me Tyrod and the Texans in Miami. I hate the Dolphins as much as Zach does. Let's ride. And if you need a money line pick that has value, take the Texans. Six and a half point favorites to the Dolphins. Right, right. Slow down there, bud. Plus six and a half. One and one last one o'clock game. Vikings three and four at the Ravens five and two. Ravens are six point favorites. Give me Baltimore Jacksons. Ew to Kirk Cousins, whatever that last game was. Give me the Baltimore Jacksons as well. Even though PFF graded uh, Kirk Cousins as their fifth best quarterback this week, which is disgusting. Is that true? Yeah, it's weird. What? Um, <laughs> yeah, Ravens, by far. That's, They're right. coming off a bye, too. Like, oh, man. Come on, man. Ravens across the board, last 1 o'clock game. First 405. John Chargers. Harbaugh after a bye. Ugh. Yeah. Chargers 4-3, and two-point favorites at the Eagles 3-5. and five. I liked how the Eagles played, but they played, obviously, the Lions, and then the Chargers lost. I wasn't sure, but I'll take the Chargers. I'm going to take the Chargers, too. I feel pretty good about this one. I'm feeling a bounce-back game from Herbert and the boys. All right, Chargers across the board. 425, Packers 7-1, and one. Chiefs 4-4. Four and four. Seven-and-a-half-point favorites to the Chiefs because Aaron Rodgers is not playing. Um, I, I don't really like picking the Chiefs because... I don't know. I'd rather pick the, the Packers, but not without Rodgers. Give me Mahomes. Yeah. When I saw that minus seven when I put this down today, I almost ran to my phone to put money on this. <laughs> that could have been the freest money in the world, and then I remembered Rodgers is coming. So, uh, or Rodgers is not coming. So, uh, sadly, I don't really want to pick the Chiefs at all. I don't either. That's I, what I, just I don't either, but I'm going to. I kind of have to. You kind of have to. I don't like that minus seven still, though. All right, Chiefs across the board, 425, Cardinals 7-1, and one-point one favorites at the 49ers, 3-4. and four. Give me the Cardinals. I'm going to take the Cardinals, too. Yee. Yeah, I mean, Ka- Cardinal- Cardinals are without Kyler Murray this week. Um, I just think the 49ers got it at home, you know. Uh, I have faith in my boys this week. Understandable why the line is so low at one without Kyler Murray, but we'll move on from there. Sunday night football, 820, the Titans 6-2 and two without Derrick Henry at the Rams, 7-1. Seven and one, seven and a half point favorites to the Rams. I'm going to take the Rams. I, I think they might cover this. I think they could cover this as well. The Titans without Derrick Henry are just a nonsense Ryan Tannehill football team. Yes, agreed. Got the Rams this week. Rams across the board. Last game, Monday Night Football, 8-15. The Bears, 3-5 and five at the Steelers, 4-3. and three. Steelers are six-point favorites. Had a good win over the Browns. Bears lost to the 49ers. Give me the Steelers. Steelers are stringing it together, man. You watch this climb. Watch it out of them. Picking the Steelers. This yeah, week. I liked the Steelers game last week, and I don't think the Bears figured it out just yet. I still think that there's a chance they will, but I'm going to take the Steelers for now. All right, Pittsburgh across the board. Those are our Week 9 picks. Hopefully I do better this week. We'll see about that. <laughs> but it has been Fire Football Radio. We're rounding out at about 7 o'clock today. You've been listening to WHUS Stores 91.7. Myself, Matt McGrath, Luigi Coppola, and Zach Schmolin as well. Eric Harkins in studio. Any last thoughts before we sign off? Make sure you watch some UConn basketball. Yes, sir. Starting yes, sir. soon. Roll UConn skis. basketball next Tuesday opening up at, at home against Central. I'll be on the call on this website, so please do listen. And have a great night and a great week.